Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast, a place to talk about a lot of dad stuff, talk about a lot of guy stuff. So thank you for being here once again. I've been having a lot of fun. It's great to see some new listeners pop up all over in my analytics. So it's kind of cool to watch. So thank you. I really do appreciate that. All right. So Halloween is over. Big day. Great day for the kids. They all had a blast. My initial costume did not really work out. I was trying to do some superhero stuff, get into the whole cosplay thing, I guess. It, it was a fail. So I went back to my tried and true wig and sunglasses that I tend to wear every year. If you want to see a picture of that, you can go on my Instagram and check it out. I posted one, um, but it was good. The girls got way too much candy. Way too much. I don't, I don't even know how else to put it. And actually, my uh, a friend of mine, their son, is turning all their candy into the dentist's. And I think he was getting $1 a pound. And uh, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know he could do that. So we gave him some extra candy we had laying around. And he told me that he had almost 20 pounds of candy. So... That kid is hustling for sure. He's going to make some money. All right, so some random thoughts I have today. Um, Nothing really fits into order. We'll kind of see where this goes. Uh, Something that really annoyed me. So, But I was back in the gym this morning, getting my workout in, and I've kind of talked about this before, and it's gym etiquette. At least I think I've talked about it. Or the lack of gym etiquette. I work out at Anytime Fitness, which is, it's a chain gym, but they're smaller. They kind of have a local feel. They're not big LA Fitness or Lifetimes or LVACs or stuff like that. They're not huge. And I just don't understand how people don't have essentially zero respect for people around them. Maybe they don't think that, but I think that from the outside looking in. For example, there was a guy today in the gym doing some kettlebell work. He was doing uh, kettlebell squats and then pulling it up and then doing like a, what is that, a clean and press, press up over the head, stuff like that. Anyways, every single set he did, he would slam this 65 or 70 pound kettlebell onto the ground from about waist high as he brought it down from over his head and then it would get to about his waist or his chest and he would let it go and it would just bam slam into the floor and I look over and there's gym staff there doing training and they don't even say anything they don't do anything and he did this repetitively over six sets seven sets I don't know it was constant the good 15 minutes I was sitting there doing some work and I know there's rubber matting on the floor but still like damn like it would shake the whole building and I know everyone had to be looking over because it was so loud, it would like startle you every time it would hit the floor. And then he's yelling and he's grunting and and just kind of being very loud and very, I don't know, I don't know the word. And this is a gym where primarily older people work out, especially in the morning. It's a lot of senior citizens, they're treadmilling it, they're doing little work here and there just to stay active. And I'm sorry, but I just think that type of behavior maybe that is more fitting for the big clubs where I've heard that the clientele is a little more that speed I guess I don't know that's just what I've heard 
I don't know, maybe he's trying to amp himself up. I don't know what he's trying to do. But anyways, it just, I noticed it. And it kind of was irritating. And this guy had the intimidating kind of look. Which maybe that's what he's going for. Maybe that's why he's doing it. And it's not that he was like huge and ripped. But he was athletic. Bald head. Um, so you have this guy that's kind of kind of looks intimidating. Slamming the weights. Screaming and grunting when he lifts. All kind of macho or badass. Just kind of angry look on his face. You get the idea. But then I started thinking and going down the rabbit hole. And I thought, is he trying to lean into that persona? That kind of macho, scary looking, don't approach me type of guy? Look intimidating, be intimidating, maybe? Macho man, you know? Oh yeah, Randy Savage? I don't, I don't know. And I don't know, maybe he was the nicest guy in the world. Maybe he was really friendly. I don't know. I did not talk to him. I'm purely speculating here. But just, like, what is with that? Maybe he's not trying to be anything. Maybe that's just him. But I feel like you could notice or read the room in a way and say, you know what, maybe I should tone down my dropping of the weights. That's not necessary. Maybe if you have to drop the weight from that height, maybe it's too heavy for you. I don't know. Like I said, I go to the gym, of course. I go there to get healthy and gain some muscle mass and and all that, sure. And would I like to be big and bigger? Yeah, you bet. But I'm not trying to fit into some different persona that I'm not. I'm not going to go in there and start lifting weights and grunting really loud and dropping weights to be intimidating to people or to do shit to draw attention to myself. So people look at me and then they're like, oh, look at that dude. No, I'm not, I'm not there to do that. Sure, I'm there to change my overall outward appearance maybe, get a little bit of size, but I'm not trying to change who I am. At least, I don't think so. I mainly just want to get muscles for my wife, really. That's, that's all I want to do. But either way, stop dropping your fucking weights, guy. Just uh, please do all the patrons in here a favor, please. All right, another thing that popped up, um, I saw in the news, and I thought it warranted maybe a discussion, and that's a person by the name of Henry Ruggs. Does that name sound familiar to you? Because it should. Um, he's been in the news lately. He, quote-unquote, was a wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders until just the other day when he was dropped, and the reason that he was dropped is because he was driving in a car going down Rainbow Boulevard in Las Vegas, and he plowed his Corvette into the back of another vehicle, killing a person. Okay, bad accident, right? Well, no. It was at 3 in the morning, and he was drunk. And he was over twice the legal limit at, like, 0.161 alcohol. And he was driving his vet at, like, 157 miles an hour down a city street with stoplights on it and everything else. And he plowed into this other car. And I just... I don't know. I see this and I see it that it happened in Vegas and I've been there and I've lived a lot of my life there and it just, it really kind of bothers me. Kind of goes back to my relationship with alcohol episode I did a while back. That was number 28. If you want to go check it out, go do that. And I just, I don't know. I just, I'm confused. Just why? Why, why does this happen? Is this person um, untouchable? Or in the moment, kind of that we all have, and we think that we're not that bad. I haven't had that many, 
maybe trying to impress the girlfriend he had in the car. I don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's pretty sickening. And I really feel sorry for everyone involved, especially the victim that he killed. Her name was Tina Tintor, who was only 23 years old. And she's gone. And, uh, yeah, her family's got to deal with that. And I guess Ruggs has to deal with that, too, for the rest of his life. And I kind of feel sorry for him, too, in a way. Um, he made a terrible decision. And he didn't think that this was going to happen. He didn't go out there with this attitude that he's going to go kill someone. But he also ultimately made the decision to drive his supercar when he's drunk off his ass, pretty much. And speed down roads. And this is the consequence. Just uh, senseless. He was young too. $16 million contract with the Raiders. And that's all going to be gone, pretty much, for a stupid decision. And it just kind of struck me that he is very wealthy, and you're out partying, and you still don't get an Uber or even something fancy that uh, someone with that type of uh, money could get, uh, a, a town car or a driver or something like that. When you want to go out and party and drink, it just it just really goes to show that people where their mind goes, they're really not in that right state of mind to make good decisions when they're impaired like that. So yeah, just sad stuff. And uh, I guarantee lawsuits cometh for sure on that. So feel bad for all those people. Anyways, moving on, maybe something a little lighter. All right, we're in the season. I thought I would bring this up too. We are in the season of... Holidays, yes, but that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the season of sickness, and that's not COVID either. That seems to be all the time. I'm talking about, uh, I don't know, are we still worried about that? The news doesn't seem to talk about it nearly as much as they used to. But anyways, I'm not talking about COVID either. I'm talking about seasonal stuff, flus, stomach bugs, colds, things like that. With the cooler temps coming, more thriving germs. Germs are thriving quite a bit better. With everyone starting to congregate indoors, I think it's pretty inevitable that uh, someone in my family gets sick. And, well, we we got nailed by something all right the other night. My seven-year-old, she, uh, she got it pretty good. Uh, we put the kids to bed the other night. Me and my wife started getting ready to go to sleep, laid down. And then all of a sudden we heard the ominous cough, cough, gurgle sound that uh, nobody wants to hear and then the yelling for help. And we both get up and get to our room and we know by the smell as to what happened. Vomit all over my daughter's bed. Um, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, we cleaned it up, cleaned up the bed, replaced the sheets, we get her all settled back in and then it continued to happen. A lot continued to happen. So then we made the decision that I was going to sleep in her room because she kind of wanted me to, wanted some comfort there, and then just kind of help her when she needed it, when she would wake up and stuff like that. I didn't really want my wife to do that. She's supposed to be going on a trip here soon, and I really don't want her to get sick. I'd rather her stay healthy, so I sacrificed myself. So I was up and down all night with her puking about every hour, changing sheets again in the middle of the night. I did lose my cool once, 
And I think it's because I don't understand or I didn't understand and I kind of forget that my daughter's only seven, that she hasn't really been sick like this in quite a long time. So, so she wakes up, she sits up, and immediately she throws up on her bed. And I get frustrated, especially there's a trash can there, there's a bucket there, there's even a towel on the floor, but she gets it in the bed. So yeah, I got a little upset. And then she says to me, don't get mad, dad. And that made me just feel kind of awful. I don't want my kids to feel like I'm mad at them over something that they really can't control. They have no idea what's going on. I did tell her that I was sorry. I apologized to her. Told her I wasn't mad at her. I was more frustrated with the situation. Kind of told her that. She seemed to understand, but I still think I need to get that into check. And it kind of goes back to what I've said before, that us as parents, maybe as dads, we want to be able to fix everything. Maybe even control every situation to a certain extent. And when we can't, we don't really know what to do. We can't dive in there and fix it. So it may come off as anger or being mad. When in reality, it's just we want to fix it and we can't, right? And this even goes with things with my wife sometimes. She may think I'm mad or I come off that way. When in reality, it's just that I can't control something that I think I should be able to control, if that kind of makes sense. Anyways, I don't know if you ever feel that way or not, but... So, alright, anyways, after the second sheet change and a few more runs to the bathroom, we actually got some sleep, and uh, she seems like she's coming out of it now. She missed school, some activities. She just, uh, yeah, she just chilled at home with me, and I know you probably didn't really want to hear all of those not so appetizing details, but it's life. It it happens, it happens to us all. And so far, so good. My four-year-old is still doing just fine. Hasn't gotten sick yet, fingers crossed. Still doing gymnastics in her school, so hopefully that stays on the up and up. So I was thinking, what can we do to make this period where our kids get sick better? How can we make that better? Can we do anything at all? In the midst of all this happening, I started thinking about the ways I could be better and ways to make this easier on my children, but also on me, because I knew in that moment I got upset or mad. I was not reacting in a comforting, positive way for my daughter, and I should have been, and I, I feel pretty bad about it. And I think as an adult, I easily forget that my kids don't understand what's really happening to their bodies. They're young. Remember, they're seven and four. And I think the last time Olivia vomited was probably at least four years ago. So I imagine she doesn't even remember what that was like. I imagine she was probably just asking herself, what the hell is going on? What is happening to me? She was probably panicking as she's puking. But for adults, we do know what's going on. We know that we have the stomach flu or that uh, we don't feel good. We've got the self-inflicted brown bag flu that I actually talked about before. And we know what to do. We wake up, oh, I don't feel good. Let's head to the bathroom and take care of whatever we need to take care of. And, and that's it. So I really think that my number one suggestion, and yeah, it's not like it's a secret or anything, but it's uh, we just really need to put ourselves in our kids' shoes when this stuff happens. And don't do what I did and get annoyed when things go sideways in the middle of the night. 
just need to take it all in stride, be there, comfort your kid, and try your hardest to make it better without making them feel guilty about what is happening. And even just talking about this makes me feel really bad. So I should have just told her, it's okay, sweetie, it's not a big deal. Um, we'll get all this cleaned up and you'll be, uh, you'll be okay and we'll get your bed clean and not make it this big deal. That's what I should have done. And like I said, we kept her home from school. My wife, Megan, had to go out to the office to work for part of the day, so it's a good thing I'm a stay-at-home dad. Uh, because it was no change for my daily life. I got to hang out with my daughter. We played some board games, watched some shows that she uh, likes, getting her rehydrated, and uh, getting some food back in her belly. So that's what we did. But this got me thinking even more this situation. Now, what about the families that don't have a stay-at-home parent? Actually, like my family, it used to be not so long ago. I worked from 8 to 5 every day, and my wife worked normal hours every day, and we had to make backup plans. If we couldn't get off work, or someone else was sick, or whatever else was going on, we had to plan that stuff out. We actually were really lucky in the fact that we had my in-laws that were retired and they lived literally a mile away from our house. So if there were days, and there were days, where our kids were sick or something was happening with them, my in-laws were pretty much always there to pick up that slack and help us whenever we needed it. And they also watched my kids off and on quite a bit regularly too, so that always really helped. So I'm not sure if you have that ability but uh, I really do suggest if you have someone in your family that could watch your kids in this instance, even if they don't watch your kids all the time, it would be a, a nice backup plan for you. For you to say, hey, in a pinch, do you think I could rely on you to watch little Jimmy and little Gina for uh, the next uh, few hours since I can't get off work and they can't go to school or whatever? And it's any family for that matter. For those times, you really need someone. It doesn't have to be... Uh, grandparents or whatever if your sister could do it or your 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 aunt or or your cousin or whatever um those are all different avenues you could go i was actually reading this article i found on parents.com um i think it was geared towards women but uh, i read it anyways i'll link it in the description and it was just talking about these situations where parents couldn't get time or were afraid to take time off when their kids were unexpectedly sick some people were actually toting their kids, their sick kids, in their car, driving to work to pick up projects or pick up other stuff they needed to get done that day. Others were being threatened uh, with docked pay if they had to leave to go get their sick kid from childcare. Just uh, pretty crazy to me and something that we've actually personally never had to deal with, honestly. But it's a it's a it's a big issue, and I imagine it affects a lot of families. I imagine a lot of them deal with it. I actually had a boss when I worked in the mechanic or automotive industry, and he would get annoyed when I would take days off for my family. But he never never really bothered me about it. He never really threatened me or my job or anything like that. If I had to take time, I just told him, and I did it. And sometimes there was a notice, and sometimes it was at the drop of a hat. I didn't mean uh, any disrespect by it, but uh, when you have a, a crying wife and a newborn at home, and you get the call, then you just got to go. So I just went. And I know some people 
don't have it that easy. Maybe they're afraid to take those sick days. Maybe they've used all their sick days up. I don't know. Uh, maybe they're afraid to take a sick day because they think it sends a signal or some sort of message that they aren't serious about their job, which honestly I think is kind of bullshit. I get it. Some people could really abuse sick days, but I think you would know who those employees are by their work ethic and what they're getting done during the day. So I don't really think that would be a concern. And some of those are from that article, just uh, to be clear. So no one thinks I'm plagiarizing anything. Some of those are not my words, but uh, anyways. And like the article says, it's kind of nuts that we as a society um, really value family life and the work-life balance and all that stuff, but we don't really practice what we preach. And I know there's FMLA and stuff like that, but that doesn't really cover minor day-to-day -day stuff that goes on with sick kids or doctor appointments or even school stuff. So, and I know even some childcare places will call and ask to get your kid picked up because they have a cough or a runny nose or some sort of sign that they're getting sick. And I guess that's fine. Um, I know people send their kids to school or daycare knowingly sick. Kind of bothers me, but it happens. And I imagine that's just what they have to do because they can't afford to miss work or they have no more sick time to take. So they just uh, send the kids. Do I agree? No, I don't. But uh, I would rather have sick kids stay home. But when someone's in a bind, I guess, what do you really do? And then the article goes in to talk about... Uh, government stuff and legislation and uh that's a whole nother shit show that i'm not going to even get into right now so i just think we really need to have a backup plan like i mentioned earlier i'm lucky i get to stay home my wife works if my kids are sick i tend to them or if we're both working uh we'll hopefully have maybe a grandparent or some other family that could uh step in if needed when the kids do get sick. So that's always uh, an option that we'll have to figure out. And I think the last effort would be getting a, an outside person to help when your kids are sick. Um, someone to watch them when they can't go to school and daycare. I actually just saw a commercial for care.com. I know they're kind of expensive, but might be a good last resort. I don't know if you're in a, in a, in a tough spot or maybe the young college student down the road from you might be able to help out or another neighbor maybe we've got a lot of good neighbors here where we live and I imagine someone if I reached out someone could probably help me out in a pinch or even the old granny that's uh, retired and smells like cookies uh, she seems nice so we could always do that in reality I guess I just hope that when I do go back to work maybe I can get into something that allows some work from home or something like that to give me some more options and I won't have to worry for a little while anyway. So, all right. So that's all I have for today on stay at home. Dad's podcast, kind of an odd show, kind of just talked about a lot of random crap. Um, hopefully I gave you some insight, provoked some thoughts or ideas or whatever. And don't forget, if you want to see that sweet Halloween costume, check on my Instagram at Vegas Raymer. You can also contact me through there or Podbean, as always. Please uh, rate, review, share, subscribe, all that stuff. I do appreciate that. And lastly, you can get this podcast on Podbean.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, 
Amazon Music, Spotify. And that's it. I will talk to you next week.